Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Show 705, it's 1025 The Bone. Friday night, we got a big party. Kick it off Friday in the morning with our live Christmas show from Cafe Chibo. Then Friday night, we're down in Dunedin for the pub crawl. You can go to theboneonline.com or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mike Show. And you can uh, get the link and find out all the bars that we're going to. We ended all at Kelly's Chickaboom Room with a performance by Pipple Toddler, which will be our last one for 2018. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. We're going to get with Olivero today and see what the what the hotel situation is. Yes. Because I have a feeling I'm going to want to go tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> Carmen, what did you decide for breakfast? What? What did you decide for breakfast? I'm not getting breakfast unless you want something. Oh, right. <laughs> Gio, can you come in here in a second? Um, what do you want for breakfast? I don't know. I, I, no, I want salad. I want a waffle. A little bit. Ooh, I'll get you a waffle. They have waffles over there. I ate. Um, I ate one. I'm not going to say what they are, but I ate at one terrible place this weekend and one good place. Well, the good place I could say was Taps at the International Mall. Mm-hmm. It's right there across from Bar Louie, and you know, like right behind Capitol Grill. It was very good. I went there and just watched the game before we went shopping and ate some lunch, and it was delicious. The place that I went to in, in um, Wiregrass Mall on Saturday, not so much. Oh, no. <laughs> not so much. I don't know what I ate. I don't even really want to know. When, you're, when your kid, when your daughter puts a chicken finger down and goes, this is gross. This is, you can't make chicken fingers. Yeah, how do you mess up chicken yeah. fingers? But anyway, uh, Gio. Yeah. Thank you for being our representative at the sold-out Trans-Siberian Orchestra show yesterday. It was great. My daughter scored two soccer goals on Sunday, and I'm not a big fan of football, so it worked out great. Oh, oh so you weren't at, you missed your daughter's goal? <laughs> no, I'm goal. kidding. Oh, no, it was cool. Wow, what a dick. I liked going out there. I'd never been. Well, that's part of the reason why. So uh, the folks at Trans-Siberian Orchestra have two shows. They have an early show and a late show. In the early show, they give us a dollar for each ticket that is sold, and we get to give it to a charity of our choice. And for the past six years... It's been the Pace Center for Girls in Pasco County, which is where my wife used to. Well, she still kind of works there. But um, at the time, we we picked a couple of, of charities that were real, trying to trying to give ones that would make it the most impact. Like, it was usually around $10,000. And then there were times Paul O'Neill, God bless him, he used to just stroke another $10,000 of his own money to the charity. He kept getting ripped off by charities around the country. He would do this in different markets. And then when he went back, he'd find out that that money wasn't used the, the way he had hoped. So he left it up to us to find the charity, and uh, we had done so much work with, with Pace, and our listeners had donated so much time. We said, let's give them the money, and it and it is a small uh, section in Pasco of Pace, and they that money is, is big time for them. And I remember last time I went out there, it was like eight dollars $9,000 yesterday, $13,067 nice. uh, because the show sold so well. And then I believe the second show, they do the same thing with Mason Dixon, who does his Christmas charity every year where they buy toys for uh, poor kids. So 
they're a great organization to work with. They carry on the tradition that Paul O'Neill started of being charitable in the uh, in the area for each for each show, and I can't thank them enough. Now you went on stage, yeah? How was it? It was good. Did you dress the crowd. Yeah, yeah. What, did you get a warm welcome? Yeah, I think so. People were cheering. Nobody booed, which was nice. I was you know anticipating. You were? Yeah, at Why? some point. I don't know. You never know with these things. Because of me or because of you? Because of me. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I always wonder, like when I go out somewhere, like sometimes you'll go to the hockey game and you could be the most popular guy in town. They'll be like, yeah. oh, Mike Keldon. Like what? Yeah, but it usually doesn't happen. They those, usually uh, uh, cheered. Yeah, those things are always they always seem awkward when you do like big stage announcements like that because people are just waiting for the show and uh, you know. What'd you wear? Just a you know shirt. <laughs> Jeans. Right. Oh, good. Right. I, didn't, I didn't wear a tuxedo. If that's what you're asking. I don't know if I was supposed to. Was yeah. required to wear a shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I want to say thank you for going out there and to everybody who bought a ticket to the uh, early show and certainly the Trans Siberian Orchestra for donating uh, over $13,000 to the Pace Center for Girls. That's like a kind of like double your budget mm-hmm. amount of money. Oh, them. yeah. You know what I mean? So It, it was cool because they like uh, they took all the girls backstage and stuff and took them to like the merch area. Yeah. And they're like literally, whatever you guys want. They give them T-shirts, jackets, like hooking them all up with stuff. And that would, it was uh, cool. Paul O'Neill, who used to uh, you know run that whole thing, he started that with them. He'd take them back there. And, you know, you give each girl, what size are you? And you give them a yeah. T-shirt. He would give them T-shirts. Leather jackets, yeah. albums. They these kids would leave there with like uh, more stuff, and then he'd reach like one year he reached in his pocket and he pulled out a stack of hundred dollar bills and gave each girl a thousand dollars. Yeah, and then uh, another year he reached in his pocket and he pulled out uh, gold coins and he gave each girl a gold coin and told them what it was worth and the value of gold. I mean, he was just an incredible guy, and he really, like, you know, that's a good gimmick. You get the DJ to donate some money, and he talks about it, but he actually cared about where the money went. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, for them to carry that on and still do that, I think is great. Oh, they were treating all the girls like rock stars back yeah. there and stuff, showing them around, and then, you know, give them, first they gave them stuff, like, this is only stuff the crew gets, and shirts, jackets, and they turn around like, this is all our brand new merchandise for this year. Take whatever you want, any size and yeah. stuff. I was like, wow. He, they, he, they're really generous like that, so thank you, and thank you for going out Yeah, there. no problem. All right, let's check in with Calvin. He's got today's news. Thanks for wearing a shirt. And now, news with Calvin on the Mike Kelta Show. You can always rely on Gio to wear a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we have in news today, Calvin? Pants, we're not really. No, sure. no, <laughs> don't really expect that. Uh, the White House is insisting that Congress provide $5 billion to build a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border despite lawmaker resistance from both parties. Without a resolution, parts of the federal government will shut down at midnight on Friday. Good. That's Christmas. We don't need to go. We don't, <laughs> what do we need? What do we need? Oh, I don't know. Uh... I don't know whether the post office is part of that. Who cares? Who's using the post office? Uh, I don't know whether uh, meter maids is part of I don't know <laughs> who's uh, what it shuts down. I don't meter know exactly. <laughs> good. I, good. I hope nobody gets paid. And I hope everybody's mad at each other. And Didn't he say Mexico was going to pay for it? <laughs> I'm always positive. Uh, he it. said, I, I a have glorious lost, wall. I have lost all faith. He's made it impossible for me to defend him anymore. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I still like some of the things he's done. I think the idea of having a nun... Uh, politician in there and was great, but you know he's saying such stupid. So I actually think he's insane now. Mm. I think that he is 
it, he has mental problems. <laughs> we've we've elected a mental patient. Uh, President Donald Trump's budget director and soon to be acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney called Trump a terrible human being during a campaign debate in 2016. Yeah. Of course, video popped up of this, so we'll see how long this guy has the job. <laughs> we have some video on Bone TV. It's a little difficult to hear, but you can check this out. Here is Mulvaney talking about Donald Trump. Yes, I'm supporting Donald Trump. I'm doing so as enthusiastically as I can, given the fact I think he's a terrible human being. Uh, but the choice on the other side is just as bad. Uh, he was right, though. Yeah. He was right. I mean, I think that's what most of America did. They supported a guy who who was better than the other one. So Trump had tapped Mulvaney to be director of the White House Office of Management and Budget. And then on Friday, Trump also named him to take over as acting chief of staff at the end of the year after John Kelly leaves the administration. Does that go through now that this comes out that he said he's a terrible human being? Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's only going to last about six months anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's funny. I don't remember... And maybe I just wasn't paying attention or maybe it didn't get as much press, whatever. But I don't remember so many people quitting and leaving the administration. It, you it, know, it may have it happened. It does happen. It did not as many people happen, but it did happen. And people are quick to point out that they're like, do you know that I'm making up numbers, but do you know that 12 people left uh, Trump's administration already? And they're like, and at 10 left Obama and nobody talks about it. Yeah, because Obama, 10 left in eight years. And Trump, uh, 11 left in two years. That's a big difference. Oh, okay. Was that blocking Sorry, me? It was just bothering me. I'm looking across and I'm seeing a Santa face right in front. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just annoying me. So I made a lot of jingly noise while I moved that. Uh, a federal judge in Texas issued a ruling Friday declaring the Affordable Care Act unconstitutional, apparently setting the stage for another hearing on the health care law by the U.S. Supreme Court. The ruling by U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor invalidates what's commonly referred to as Obamacare nationwide and casts into doubt the survival of the law on the eve of the deadline for tens of millions of Americans to sign up for health care coverage in 2019. The ruling comes in a lawsuit brought against uh, what was one of the major domestic achievements of Obama. Uh, Obama administration, an alliance of 19 Republican attorneys general and a governor led by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton challenged the law. Attorneys general. Attorneys general. I know. I got it. I I know know what's going on. (laughs) So if you're uh, counting on Obamacare for 2019, probably not. Um, Do you have the other Trump stuff? The Saturday Night Live stuff? No. uh, I got to talk about that for a second. This is where he's absolutely lost his mind. So I did not I did not see it. I fell asleep before it came on. But they had a uh, Christmas Trump skit that opened the show. So on Saturday Night Live they did a thing about Trump? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. But it was it had um Alec Baldwin of course as as Trump, but it had De Niro there. It had it had all but it had all the it had all the actors and actors. It was a big ensemble and they did a uh um it's a wonderful life what okay. if i never became president and it, you know whether or not you think it was funny or not is, is subjective you could you can enjoy that i i like some of the things that trump does yet i still find insulting humor funny now i also have to tell you that if like one time i i could tell you one time it happened one time you know the monsters in orlando i don't know if you were here yet the monsters uh are on in orlando they do mornings there for iheart and we were doing mornings here, and Moose went out to go meet Gene Simmons from Kiss in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And he was a real dick to Moose. 
and I guess he was a real dick to Blackbean. And Russ Rollins texted me and said, hey, did your guy have a hard time with Gene Simmons? Because our guy did too, and we wanted to talk about it. And I was like, all right, cool, call us. And they called us, and we were on each other's shows. And then when we were done, Daniel and Blackbean called in, and they were mocking us. After our call, they were like pretending to be us, and they were imitating us, like a, and it was funny. It was it was a little bit insulting, but they were they were being funny, and I didn't care. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like how Trump now wants uh, the government to look into Saturday Night Live for possible collusion with the Democratic Party because they make fun of him so much, and they are constantly making the Saturday Night Live is always been very liberal, and it's always been there. It originally started so it could mock politics and politicians and now he's calling for first he's got the fake news uh where he's shutting down and locking reporters out of the white house and then he's got uh now he's asking for parody shows to be investigated i mean it's getting out of hand now he's uh, he's lost his goddamn mind a big 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 part of john mccain not becoming president was because of saturday night live because of all the stuff with uh oh it's sarah palin sarah palin yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean they uh, tina fey ruined her yeah Ru- and she even said her. she goes i felt bad like i was doing comedy shit, but it really took off yeah. where people looked at it like yeah that's how she is that's what she <laughs> yeah. said you know well I mean, she was pretty dumb Oh yes. yeah, certainly. she was pretty dumb. She and said a just, lot of dumb stuff on her own. Yeah. It wasn't like you know she needed the help, but yeah, certainly it made it. Uh, Oops, <laughs> where it made it um, a lot of people more aware of it because of Saturday Night Live. Uh, the U.S. Department of Education announced Thursday it will automatically cancel $150 million in student, lo- student loans connected to for-profit colleges that closed in recent years. The discharge of loans applies automatically to about uh, 15,000 students who attended now-defunct colleges that closed between November 1st, 2013 and December 4th, 2018. So they're done now? Yeah, so if you went to a college and oh, that college man. isn't around anymore you may not have to be pay your you repay your student loans come on eckerd shut it down <laughs> shut it down eckerd college did you go to eckerd no my wife my oh wife okay went to eckerd and usf you went, and, yeah st leo yeah you <laughs> don't, i don't know them any money <laughs> one semester 50 bucks <laughs> yeah uh. i may actually owe them money i don't know well. but either way uh no i she my wife's probably got about i would say about seventy thousand dollars in what in loans yeah oh my god yeah i mean she started going to college before we were married and she went and got her master's degree so now with the whopping salary that she makes and whatever the hell she does <laughs> uh, an escape plot to blast a hole into a county detention center was thwarted when the inmate mailed the plans to the wrong person oh. yeah a woman received a letter from uh, county jail on december 6th and she c-blocked it well, it was a letter to, and it was to her house, so she opened it up. Right. The letter was to her, to her. Inside, she found a detailed drawing of the detention center, instructions for making a bomb, and a plan for explosives to be planted on the south side of the detention center to create an escape route. That's when she alerted law enforcement. Sean Damien Castorina, uh, who is 43 years old, was uh, already in the detention center serving... Uh, time on first-degree murder charges. Now he's facing new charges for the plot because he's the one who wrote the thing and Boy, sent it to the uh, wrong yeah, dummy. I sent it to the wrong person. Oh. Could you build a bomb for me? <laughs> I know we don't know Please. each other. I love you, miss. And put it on the south wall. <laughs> if I it. opened up something, it was it was plans to blow up a jail, and I just throw it out. 
I wouldn't even. No, I, you I, wouldn't. I wouldn't know what I. I if I open something that looks like a check and it's a fake check to a car dealership, I just I look at it and I go, "It's oh, not not legal tender," and just rip it up and throw it. I don't even want to know what it is. Sure, like, yeah. I just throw everything away. So I open that, up. Some, but if you opened up and it had schematics and stuff, and it had, "Hey, here's what you do: is you're going to set the bomb on the south wall, and then uh, you, maybe if it said bomb, yeah, and then you looked at it and it was from a detention center, you'd be like, oh, what? okay, yeah, yeah, maybe if it said bomb, yeah." <laughs> Uh, so this is a uh, a story we had done before. There's a follow-up to it now. Uh, one of the best uh, stupid criminal stories we had was the 52-year-old landscaper. Remember this guy named Robert Somley uh, from Connecticut where he uh, seduced a female during a job by getting naked and covering himself in maple syrup. That's right. Remember maple him? Syrup, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then she was into it. She brought out some jelly or something, right? Yeah, she got some jelly and she was into it, but then she was mad because she found out that he was videoing oh, it. Right. And yeah. she didn't know at the time, <laughs> which you're not supposed to video people having sex without their knowledge. <laughs> right. all, everybody knows that. Uh, we have a picture of him up on Bone TV. There he is. There's Robert. Uh, so she joined in. She had brought the jelly, done all that stuff. Well, now... He is arrested for voyeurism after that, and now he's in trouble again because he was arrested last week for allegedly trying to intimidate the woman. <laughs> so he was hit with the uh, charge of witness tampering because they have this thing going to court, and he also will be charged with violating a protect, uh, protective order that banned him from contacting her. On a related note, Carmen. Yes. Today's National Maple Syrup Day. Oh, yeah. oh. So maybe pancakes or waffles are in order. I feel uh. like we should go get waffles now. Yeah. <laughs> and make it sexy with the syrup. Right? Mm-hmm. Get a picture of this guy, pour syrup on it. I got some jelly. <laughs> Put that, look at that guy. So that guy's naked, covered in syrup. What do you do, Carmen? You go, yes, I'm into it, or do you run and hide? No, not him. Yeah. Oh, if I walk in, that guy's covered in syrup. I release the ants. <laughs> oh, my, that is brutal. Yeah. I go, why is, the, why is the drummer from Slayer covered in syrup? <laughs> It looks like, like Dave Lombardo. Sir, how did you get so much syrup is what I want to know. Former drug. A <laughs> uh, 45-year-old guy in Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn recently decided to uh, pledge a fraternity. Yeah, 45-year-old guy, pledge a fraternity, a lot like old school. Uh, don't know exactly what was going on with him, why he decided to do this. But after he got paddled uh, 200 times earlier this month, he called the cops on the fraternity because they paddled him. Uh, police said they're investigating to see what's going on. Oh, wow. You're 45. What are you doing? Get out of there, you weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) That's uncomfortable. Uh, A woman in Michigan couldn't get her 14-year-old son to wake up for school last week, so she called the police. More specifically, she called the uh, cops that work as resource officers at her son's school. Oh, that's a little different. Uh, Yeah, and the resource officer actually came to the house and picked the son up and took him to school. That's that's a little different. You like because the cops are going to be don't waste our time with your nonsense. But the resource officers are there to be resourceful. Yeah. yeah well, they got him. So. It's always really embarrassing for that student that has to get taken to high school from the resource officers. Right. Yeah. That always sucked. I'm uh, I'm down a little bit of a wormhole right now. Yeah. Um, Fourteen celebrity moms who love their queer kids. Oh. This is from Pride. That's a title. Yeah. It's from Pride. dot com. Yeah. Queer is an acceptable term. Yeah, um, okay. that's the cue. Yeah. Did you know that that Annette Bening and Warren Beatty had a uh, had a gay trans son daughter? Of course, you did. I read their blog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no. I had no idea. I mean, listen to me. I'm as open and understanding as can be, but can you imagine Warren Beatty was like the hottest guy in Hollywood for so many years? He used to bang Madonna for the love of God. 
and he's got one kid, one boy, and he's a trans gay guy. I got to tell you, it's funny because he's been in a lot of stuff, but the only thing I can think of him in is that terrible, terrible movie with uh, uh, Halle Berry. Bullworth? That was terrible. He was so weird. It was just such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, But Halle Berry, that's the hottest she's ever looked. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I had no idea. I had no idea there were so many people that have um, that have gay children. Do you want to know some more? Sure. Uh, Barbara Streisand, well, her son with Elliot Gould, Jason Gould. That does not seem surprising. No, Marie Osmond. Okay, weren't they like super religious? Yeah, they probably sent him to some sort of camp. For sure. Yeah, Sally, wash, wash the gay away. Oh. Sally Field. Uh, of course, you know about Cher. Well, her son's not gay. It's just Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, oh man, Steve and Ira Beatty, though. That's a wow. that's a good one. Uh, and then they have Miley Cyrus listed here. I'm not. I'm not Miley. Vanna White and her son Nico Santo Pietro. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, I actually started looking at this because they made some sort of implication that Vanna White might be gay. Oh, oh yeah. So Vanna White lived in a in a big mansion with her partner. Now, did Vanna White pose for Playboy before she was on yes, Wheel of Fortune? She didn't and then pose they for re- Playboy. She, she did some lingerie shoots with a photographer who then sold the pictures to Playboy uh, okay. after she became super famous. All right. And I uh, remember seeing them. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing them, too. I remember that a, a couple deal. of nipple shots. Yeah. Wasn't a big deal. But still, yeah, yeah. it's Vanna White. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a big deal in a good way. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's uh, Belinda Carlisle's son's game. How how much could she be worth? That that show's been on okay, forever. So yeah. I looked this up recently. Oh, okay. And I looked up Pat Sajak because I know Pat Sajak was so rich he like bought radio stations. Okay. And uh, I was like, but what could Vanna be worth? And she was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, this says that she's worth fifty million. Oh, the thing I saw said she was worth like two hundred and eighty million. Hmm. Yeah. Good for her. Maybe. Either one is good. I mean, think about it. She's been doing Flipping that show for blocks. 30 years. Yeah. It's the number one uh, game show, show on television. Yeah. And she's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm sorry. It sounded like you said the S word, but you said show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's been doing that show. I'm just making sure. She's been doing that show, knows. I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thank because you. that's been on forever. And then you know what's been on forever? And I'm not making fun of it. I don't watch it, whatever. But if you enjoy it, Survivor is still on. Oh, I, I don't understand that. That's unbelievable. I was out at season two. But it seems like, you know, that was one of those, oh, this is new crazy uh-huh. reality game show where they do this stuff, whatever. But the fact that it's survived this long, no pun intended, but that's unbelievable yeah. that people still watch it, still enjoy it. Still apply to be on it. Yeah. I wish they had a survivor version where they every like week they would release a wild animal or like they bees may. or something. They may. I haven't watched yeah, it I for guess so that's long. True. Who knows <laughs> yeah. whether they do that. It's like the spatial. Until someone dies, nobody's going to pay yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. Come so. on. Uh, a woman in Canada accidentally shipped what in the mail a couple weeks ago? Plans to blow up a, a prison in a bomb. <laughs> no, no, that was a different one. person. She accidentally shipped her pet. Her pet? Yeah. You're right. What, really? Oh. She shipped her cat, her one-year-old cat uh. named Baloo, a couple weeks ago. She was taping up some boxes, and the cat apparently climbed in. And then she sent it 745 miles to Nova Scotia. Uh, we have the uh, news story. And, and, and that gets through. I couldn't send a bottle of liquor without right. your car. You could send a cat. Well, this is Canada, so oh. it's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> here we have on Bone TV. Check this out.
Jackie Lake's household is always hopping with activity. Two cats, two dogs, three kids. Last Saturday, Lake did a head count. There was only one cat. Her cat, Baloo, was missing. By lunchtime, I knew he was gone. She searched the neighborhood frantically. It was a horrible feeling. She was panicked. A friend of mine made signs for me at her work. Um, we posted them on polls. Lake feared Baloo was long gone. Then the phone rang. It was Pure Later calling from Montreal. She paused and she said, so you didn't ship a cat? Lake knew what had happened. Two days earlier, she shipped four boxes of car rims. Just one by one, taped each one up and he got in there. When no one was looking, Baloo snuggled inside one of the boxes. Lake taped it up and shipped it. Pure Later had that package in Montreal within a day. When the driver opened the truck, Baloo was running loose, having clawed his way out of the box. My first question was, like, is he alive? Like, did I kill my cat? No chance. Baloo is healthy and happy. He's been treated like royalty. The cat was handed over to the local SPCA, where vets gave him a clean bill of health. Now, do you take that cat away from her if you're that... You know, I take the kids away. I take yeah. everything away. Uh, you don't and then know. I go, you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> you put your cat into a box with rims and then mm-hmm. sent it yeah. 745 miles Come away. On. I mean, part of me thinks she just wants to see if she can get away with it. Probably. Yeah. Or she was like, that's it. You're not going to take care of this cat. Yeah. I'm sending it away. I would love to send my cat away. Uh, so, Prada, you know, Prada, they have all the different uh, clothes and purses and all that stuff. Prada has pulled a $550 keychain off the shelves because, have you seen it yet or no? No. I'm going to show it to you and tell me whether you can guess why they pulled this off. Joey, show the keychain. There's the uh, keychain on on TV. (laughs) Jesus. Why would they pull that? I mean, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Because it looks kind of racist. Yeah. Yeah. The fashion house claims it's monkey-like... Prada Melia charms. But that's rep- the thing. They look like little monkeys. But Represent a fantasy, but social media users say they're simply promoting racial stereotypes. Ugh. The complaint was first made on Twitter and Facebook by a civil rights attorney uh, activist who uh, works at the Center for Constitutional Rights. So they are pulling the keychains that are, by the way, those are $550. I was going to say, yeah, you should nuts. leave them and see who buys the $550 keychains. Yeah. Because if you're really racist, yeah, you could probably do way better than with your five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, I I knew what you were gonna say. It's got it's got over exaggerated big lips, but it doesn't have any any features that look anything like anybody else. But usually, when you're trying to insult uh, black people. Like they did in the 20s and 30s with drawings, it looked they would over exaggerate mm-hmm. big lips. I don't really think it looks like that, but I recognized what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what the best thing to do with that? Don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Make them yeah. keep making them and don't buy them. <laughs> I mean, really, the cost of that's probably about three dollars. Oh, if that five hundred fifty dollars, five hundred fifty dollars, yeah. Uh, a report revealed on Friday that Johnson and Johnson had a, uh, asbestos in its baby powder. For decades. And knew about it. And knew about it and didn't do anything about it. Remember uh, a little while ago, we had uh, done that story about the lady who used the uh, talcum powder and got a bunch of money because she wound up having leukemia or something that uh, she had, and they paid her millions yeah. and millions. So Yeah, yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't use baby powder. 
Every once in a while, I use Gold Bond. Yeah. Don't put it on your armpits. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, if you have used uh, Johnson & Johnson, the baby powder stuff, you may want to get checked out because, yeah, that's I mean, been going on did, for decades. You didn't use Johnson & Johnson at some yeah. point. Uh, I scary. just grind up asbestos now and use that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, couples who have explosive fights are the most likely to live longer, according to a new study. They say couples who both bottle up their anger live the second longest, and couples who one person lets their anger out and the other person doesn't live the shortest, or the person who doesn't let their anger out just seems like they live longer than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were talking about yesterday how we really don't fight anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, like, um, we don't really, like, we'll have dumb little jerk arguments, but they last, like, five minutes, and we don't really have explosive fights. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just used to each other now. Yeah. But my wife, every once in a while, will do one thing that's going to make me punch her in the throat. Sometimes I'll be texting, and I hold my phone up like this, and I'll be doing that, and she'll yeah, just come by and whack it out of yeah. my hand. Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm serious. I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. I'm going to kill you one day. You that's assault. I, I uh, did threaten divorce the other day. Because? Uh, I got in the car after the Christmas party, and I'm riding, and I'm uncomfortable. And I'm really, I'm like kind of sweating, and I'm wearing you know, a bow tie, and I, and I look over, and the heat's on. Oh. And, I go, did you, and I look at her and I go, did you put the goddamn heat on? I, I was like, seriously, I go, you put the heat on, we're going to get divorced. That's the, the, You've not done anything to make me ever say that except for that. My wife is not allowed to touch a thermostat in my no, house. No. <laughs> do you, you should put one of those cages over it like they do to us. Yeah. I, do you force her to go stand outside in the backyard if she does? First, I burn her with a fork on the back <laughs> yes, of the neck. Oh, my God. Uh, no, but I was taking a nap one time, and I woke up, I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you wake up, and it's just hot. I was sweating, and I went, uh, I came out and I go, what is, why is this so hot? I looked, it was 78 degrees oh. in our house. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I so walked ridiculous. out of a sauna. Oh, yeah. I go, don't uh. ever touch that again. I'll cut your fingers <laughs> off. It's ridiculous. Uh, Colin Kroll, a tech executive who uh, co-founded the HQ Trivia app and Vine, has died. He was only 34 years old. We have a picture of him up on Bone TV. The New York Police Department says officers went to Kroll's Manhattan apartment early Sunday after getting a call asking for a wellness check on him. They found him unconscious and unresponsive on his bed. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The medical examiner's office will determine the cause of death. Um, TMZ reported he was 35 and it was cocaine and heroin overdose. Party. Yeah, so I got to imagine he was doing it with others too so they probably just dipped out of there yep they're like oh boy <laughs> he's not moving yeah man. time to get out can we do party for like another hour and then <laughs> yeah let's do all of the rest of his stuff mm-hmm. oh uh, Colin. wow so uh, how rich was he i wonder <laughs> if you're the uh uh co-found co-founded hq trivia app and vine yeah yeah both were hugely successful. Got to have some money. Got enough to buy good Coke. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wellness checks, New York police said they performed a wellness check on Saturday Night Live cast member Pete Davidson after he posted an alarming note on Instagram on Saturday in which he said, quote, I, don't, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. Earlier Saturday, Davidson posted uh, the message on Instagram and said, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here. Uh, for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. Uh, all I've ever tried to do was help people. Just remember, I told you so. He followed that with a little heart emoji. The Instagram account was later deleted, and then hours later, Davidson appeared in two segments on Saturday Night Live. So. Yeah, the one was a pre-tape uh, bit that he did, which actually was pretty funny. They were doing uh, 
possible uh, auditions. Yeah, for, I saw that for the uh, Academy Award host. Right, and he did the guy from uh, Remy Malik. Yeah, yeah. And, but um, uh, you know, I I think that what happened is is I think that he's got some real bad issues, and I think that they immediately reached out to him and probably forced him to go to work so he could be around people that he that he, that love him and take care of him. And they've got a medical center right in there in. Uh, the Saturday Night Live building, we know that because uh, they had to take care of, uh, what's his name, the the guy who liked uh, Daryl Hammond. They were like, Daryl was on so many drugs, they had to send him upstairs mm. in, into the medical center and, you know, probably keep an eye on him and, and keep people around him. But when you deal with those sort of uh, mental issues, that and not to mention the fact that he had the big breakup, you know, it's, it's not been a good year for him. Well, they said, uh, they reported that Ariana Grande actually went there after the tweet and, like, showed up oh, at... you know what, though? That's no good. Yeah, yeah. No. Now, now That's he, probably why he's doing it. If right. I do this, she'll show up because mm-hmm. she still loves me. Uh, and then she's like, yeah, but I don't. She's so hot that I think that even if I loved her, I can get away with going, all right, but at least I banged her a bunch of times. And, like, I, I got... I, you know, I did as much as I could. Yeah, but if you banged her for a while and then you couldn't bang her anymore, you'd probably want to kill yourself. But he can still, <laughs> still bang a lot of other hot chicks, uh, you know? Yeah, uh, but not her. Which yeah, is he can't sing. amazing he can, yeah. because he has buttholes for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a weird-looking guy, but, you know. He's got buttholes for eyes. <laughs> Good luck with your life. I guess. Uh, you uh, Orange is the New Black, you watch that, you know, we saw, you stopped watching, right? Yeah, I, I gave up after the last season. Uh, but the enough. one, uh, one of the crazy chicks on there, her name is, uh, is it Yael? Yael? I don't know. It's Y-A-E-L, Stone. She's actually an Australian actress. Is she Australian? Uh, yeah, we have a picture of her up on Bone TV. She's on Orange is the New Black. Uh, she has made explosive claims. I have to tell you, the fact that she's Australian just made her so much of a better actress to me. Yeah, because she, she does, does that, that New York, yeah. whiny old New York accent. Yeah. Uh, made explosive claims about veteran actor Jeffrey Rush. Which I believe every one of them. Yeah? Yeah, listen to them. There was some stuff before that had come out about him, too, alleging that he exposed himself to her backstage, sent her sexually suggestive text messages, and attempted to spy on her while she was showering. In a statement issued, uh, Mr. Rush has denied any inappropriate behavior. He seems kind of nuts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but, but you expect him, like, I, I chalked it up to him being a crazy artist. <laughs> no. You know? Yeah. Still uh, can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he can get away with it. I, I believe it, I said. Is yeah. it wrong, Carmen, as a girl, is it wrong the fact that he sent her sexually suggestive text messages because he had her number? I think that it's okay. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? All righty. Gave him the number. As long as, yeah, yeah totally. if you give me my, if you give me your number, I'm allowed to send you whatever I want. That's no, right. no, that's no? not what I'm saying. Oh, I'm okay. just, but also, like, if you get a message from someone, like, if someone sends me a D pic and I don't want it, I can easily block them. You know what I mean? But you don't. Yeah, you, but do you got them. you got the one. You know what I mean? So there you go. There's your thing. If say, for instance, Mike sent you inappropriate stuff that you didn't want, but okay. it was only one time. One time's enough. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like if at that point, if you're just throwing it out there, maybe he's just like, "Hey, want to bang?" Like, yeah, you know, I, you don't know the context of it and stuff like that. But and it's also one of those things. Like, if you go up to a girl at the bar and you're hitting on her, are you harassing? Right. Her? What's are the you- difference between uh, making a move and her? Like, if I send right. you a message, Carmen, and I go, "Hey, what do you say we? Uh, what do you say we get together and drink some alcohol and see what happens over the weekend?" You go, "Thank you, I'm not interested," and I keep going. 
that that bad. That's right. harassment. But I don't think the first one's a big deal. So what? Uh, <laughs> well, says, I mean, I mean, if it's me and you, right? It is, yeah, but I mean, right. if it's just two adults. Uh, he exposed himself to her backstage, so he's like, check this out. Yeah. This is what I got going on. You want to see my rush? Hey. And then he texts her, follow up, because that's the first one. And then yeah. you follow, That's the move. You show it, I mean, and then you follow up with what else? It's pretty aggressive happening. style. Yeah. You should text first, I feel like. And I mean, so were they coworkers? Was he Yeah, like... they were doing uh, either a play or a movie or something together, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I don't see anything. The play, else. surprisingly, is called Show Me Your Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell you, he's a weird-looking dude. I would not want to open my shower curtain and just him standing Ooh, there, you know? Looking in. Yeah. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was hospitalized last week. Oh, no. After going in for a pneumonia vac- vaccination, apparently the person botched the shot. Oh. And he ended up getting fluid in his bicep, his giant, giant bicep. Oh, no. Uh, although he's f- he's fine now, though. But we have a picture of Lou in the uh, hospital there. Oh. Uh, okay. He is still a giant, giant <laughs> man, man. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, speaking of uh, people having problems, Artie Lang oh. appeared in court on Friday on probation violation. You forgot something, though. His nose. His oh, nose God. is totally deflated. We have yeah. a picture of him up on uh, Bone TV. It is unbelievable how his nose looks now. So let me just tell you. So uh, it looks just like you. There it is. Artie actually texted me the other day. Yeah. And he, from what I understand, he went to rehab and was out. He said, he texted me. He said, I'm doing good. And I'm uh, I'm clean and things are good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. And then he goes to court, and that's not the case. Well, here's the situation. I read uh, what happened. So they put him on Suboxone, which is a blocker so that you can't get high off of stuff. Right. Off of different things. And he's is that doing, what it is? Yeah, he's doing heroin and he's doing cocaine and stuff. Well, he said that it's a miracle drug. It's helping him. But he wanted to see if he could still get high. So he did some coke. Right. And he said that it, it, it destroyed him. Like, because it blocks it and it makes you violently ill if you try and do the stuff yeah. whenever you're on that. Uh, so, yeah. So he found out the hard way that that uh, is not. Uh, what is that what happened doing. to his nose? No. His, yes. Oh, look at the video. He looks yes. like a pig man. So I sent it to Dr. D. Oh, my God. Our friend Dr. D. Pasquale is a uh, plastic surgeon. Why does he show up in, in a sweatshirt, though? Yeah. Oh God! Did oh. he try to look pathetic? You think? So what? Or did they uh, did they arrest him? Oh, he's got a dirty sweatshirt on. Oh man! Anyway, I sent a picture to Doctor D, and Doctor D said there is, it, it's collapsed nose syndrome, mm. and from doing so much cocaine. Remember, Ike Turner had it. Ike Turner had like like one nostril. Uh, Ike Turner actually burned a hole through the skin in his nostril, and uh, he said that it it destroys that whole area in the middle there and it, your nose has no bridge to stand anymore and it just collapsed in but it can be yeah because that's all cartilage anyways yeah, yeah so it's could just it tearing all that up yes oh i'm sure it could can. yeah they can do all kind of stuff they could do a 3d print a new nose for him yeah yeah uh luckily he was spared jail time already was he said uh, quote i'm never gonna give up don't give up on me so yeah and then uh i think they ordered him back to rehab rehab I would imagine, sure. Yeah, you got you. He's he needs months 
in months of rehab. Yeah. Like, I he can't terrible. stop. He can't keep on doing these 30 days and leaving early and doing yeah. stuff. I mean, he needs to just completely change. He should have somebody who's like a sober person with him at all times. Yeah. You know? That uh, has the right to tase him if he just <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yes. Tranquilize him. Yeah, because he's going to wind up dead. He's going yeah. to wind up dead. And he has, believe it or not, had people... That it, whose job it would be to be around him and make sure that he doesn't do drugs and all that. But but you know when you're employing them, yeah, and you're a drug addict, he would get abusive with these people, and they're like, I'm out. You know what I mean? They're like I'm not, you know, getting enough. Yeah, I'm sure there's and I'm sure there's people probably that also jump on there. Oh, he's famous, and I'll be part of the thing and help out. But then no, right. you know, getting his next movie or something. He's in he's in that show uh, Crashing with Pete Holmes. Yeah. And I believe he's in the couple of episodes of the new season that's coming out. I love that show. And uh, there's Artie playing himself mm-hmm. and playing the real Artie where they schedule him to show up for a charity event and he doesn't show up. And then Pete Holmes confronts him and he's like, yeah, what do you want, Pete? I'm a drug addict. That's what happens. Right, and, yeah. and he's real serious about it. you know. And he's that mirrors his real life way too much. Uh, there is a 48-year-old Disney Channel actor named Stoney Westmoreland. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy before. We have a picture of him. We actually have a mugshot of him. He was arrested in Utah on Friday while attempting to meet a 13-year-old for sex. Oh, boy. Thankfully. 13-year-old boy or girl? Well, it just says 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that kid didn't actually exist oh, because good. he was talking to an undercover cop. Yeah, not that it would matter either way, but I just want to see how much of a creep this guy is. Uh, Stoney was a reoccurring actor on Andy Mack. Anybody's kids watch that or anybody know that show? No. It's on Disney. Uh, he played the main character's grandfather, Henry Ham Mack. Uh, yesterday, Disney fired him from the show. He was also on a few episodes of Scandal. I know you watch that, Carmen. Do you ever recognize that guy from anything? Um, No, I would have to know like what uh, season he was in or something like that. Yeah, they say he was just on a few episodes. So yeah. He is uh, losing all his stuff because he tried to bang a 13-year-old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he should lose everything should for the rest jail. of his life. Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. You didn't everybody. tell me you were saying that. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't you saying that. Like, like, he shouldn't lose everything. No, 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 he is going like, cut to. Cut the guy a break. No, you're not going to see him anymore on the stuff. Yeah, come on, Disney. At least for a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still had a tiny slice of playoff hope heading into Sunday's road matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, but... After a 20-12 to loss, and thanks to a win by the Minnesota Vikings, the Bucks have officially been eliminated from the postseason contention. Good. They did not deserve to be there after that performance yesterday. There is zero defense on this team. And uh, a guy to keep wanting Jameis Winston to just have a great, a great case. He keeps showing glimpse that there's some greatness in there, and it was just, it was just awful. Mike Evans... I feel so bad for Mike Evans because he's one of the best players in the NFL. Oh, could you imagine Mike Evans on the Steelers? Oh, no. Oh. That would have been great. Yeah, he, I bet he spent a lot of time imagining <laughs> Mike Evans on the Steelers. Uh, Sunday's loss secured a losing season for the seventh time in the last nine se- nine years for the Bucks, and could end up marking the end of the Dirk Cutter era in Tampa Bay. Which is weird. I kind of like him. He, I, just, I don't know. I don't know enough to say whose fault it is. Yeah. But I like Dirk Cutter. I mean, he seems like, I don't know, He's he seems like your typical head coach. But I guess, what, what is this, second year? Is it? Second yeah. year as head coach? Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, the only reason he was there in the first place was because Jameis, uh, you know, he was Jameis's guy before. I don't know. They need to, do, they need to just clean house and, just, and do something. 
Coach. Yeah, I don't, Gio. Is, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It, the guy just doesn't seem like a coach to me. He doesn't seem like he does a good job. Doesn't seem like he has a handle on the team. He doesn't seem like he's not intimidating. Like you want a coach to be intimidating. You want a coach to be able to handle a team. See, I disagree with if, you, but I don't know. I don't. I just assumed that he was that guy. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Is he gone? Do you care? Do you think he's good? I think he's gone. I think he, I think he coaches scared. I've never been a big fan of him. Right? Yeah. Like that's he a, coaches very. He's so worried about losing that they're very. You know, they're not very aggressive. Like the players seem in charge. The yeah. players more seem in charge. Like he can't handle the locker room. See, I think it was way worse when Raheem was there. Right. That's when the players ran everything. I, this well, year he was friendly with them. This right. guy just seems scared to yell at anybody. This year's been better. The crazy thing is, like the Bucks stat wise are one of the best offensive teams in the league, and for they, some reason they can't get it all yeah, together. They threw out something the other day about their pat, like they're one of the best passing teams in the league or something. And I was like, really? Yeah, that seems crazy. They just can't for some reason they can't score points, and then the defense is horrible, so they give up a ton of points. Defense Mike Evans, really Mike Evans, as of yesterday, is second in the league in receiving yards, but he only has like four touchdowns on the year. Uh, John Brennan weighing in, he just texted me. He said Dirk Cutter is a great offensive coordinator. Yeah. So maybe that's where well, he no, should be. They, not took it away. they took the offensive coordinator job away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Todd Munkin was there. They've gone back and forth with him and, and Munkin. But I, I think he's a good offensive coordinator, but the, the team, the overall team is just a mess. You yeah. know, he had Mike Smith there for what some people say was too long and they fired him early in the season. Like he's tried everything to try and get the team on track, but it just, it's just not working. I don't know if it's staff or who's there around him. It's just, I mean, he's going to be gone in two weeks. I, say, well, I guess we'll see who gets fired in the next couple of weeks. Do you think they try and get uh, Green Bay's coach? Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, well, uh, I think maybe. He, I think he's too but old. I don't. I don't the want thing him. Thing is, they don't want another guy they're going to hire for two years. That guy. That guy had Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. he couldn't get things done. And, you know, if he oh, comes but you here, you know what though? Aaron, you can't blame that all on him. There well, comes yeah. a time where Aaron Rodgers just. But also, out. they were good for a long time with yeah. him. You know, yeah. I mean, they won. He he's got one Super Bowl, and he's only fifty five. Mike McCarthy. He's only 55, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just, I guess he was there so long, I just assume he's old. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta look at him. I say get rid of Cutter now and start over. Start looking, get get a jump on the early coaches that are out there. Oh, yeah. McCarthy would be, he's only 55. He would be good because he's big and mean. Right. He's a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was a make or break season for Cutter because he's been there like four years now. Because he before he was a head coach, he was there one year with Lovey, right? And they kept him with Jameis, so Jameis. he's he's been there the whole time, four years. If you you know, hmm. and he, they've got so many weapons on offense. I mean, they've got where does superstars. he go? Does he wind up being a uh, college? He's head an offensive coach? coordinator. Yeah, somewhere. he'll get picked up as a coordinator, coordinator somewhere else almost instantly. I think. Yeah, because he probably has his strong points. The offense is you know like yards wise, they lead the league almost. Hmm. I I tell you, if Mike Evans was on another team right now, he'd be the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. 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 I mean, statistically, he almost is. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's really good. Some of those plays he made yesterday and some of those, he was running down the field and realized that ball was thrown right over and he just speeds up to get it. Is Dexter Jackson, not Dexter Jackson, uh, what's his name? Deshaun Jackson still on the team? Well, he he says he's got a a hurt thumb, so Uh, he hasn't played. Well, what happened was, I guess. Jason Pierre-Paul doesn't even have a thumb in his (laughs) hand. First, they cleared him, but then he went to a second opinion doctor outside of, like, I guess the Buccaneers' oh, official doctor. Buddy doctor that he and pays now they money. said that he can't play. So he's, I think he's just trying to sit out and of they're going to move right. him after the end of the well, season. He can, Jameis can throw them anyway. Yeah. So we're missing he's him. like, we're not going to win anything. We're yeah. not going to get hurt. Right. Exactly. Year. Yeah. So, so getting paid. 
Uh, speaking of football, Aaron Rodgers' uh, record for passes without an interception ended yesterday at 402, uh, and so did uh, Green Bay's playoff hopes. Really? So he had a he had. Uh, passes, 402 passes without an interception? Yep. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Jameis was close. He had four. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys could have clinched the NFC East yesterday. Instead, they got shut out for the first time in 15 years by the Colts. Now, I admittedly know nothing about sports. I'm just giving you my opinion from what I see as just an average person. I don't know enough. I um, I did play FanDuel yesterday. Mm-hmm. I played for the, for the 1 o'clock for both games. And then I played for just the 4 o'clock game. And one was uh, out of 2,117, I was 2,115. <laughs> the other one was out of 100, I was 99. I did the worst that I've ever done yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not, I don't know anything about it. I can never figure out the FanDuel stuff. I've tried multiple times, and I get the similar result where I'm in the bottom, like, two or three. Well, it's, uh, I was talking to Swigs about it, and he's got he's got the right plan. If you sit down there and you figure it out, you can you can always like I for a while like most of the season I at least covered my bets every week, but you I'm betting to win big. I don't want to walk away winning fifty dollars. I want to walk away winning five thousand because my guys all had breakout days. So that's what I'm just hoping happens one day, and you know, we'll see. If my brother wins a couple hundred bucks, you know, every month or so, just yeah. buying that all the time. Yeah, every once in a while, like I'm going to play tonight. I'll play for just a one game, the Monday night football game. But the problem there is. Everybody picks the same players because you only have one game. So I go for a couple of uh, long shot players and just pray that this is their night. You know, every every squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, so that nut should be worth about three grand to me. Yeah, uh, the uh, Not in This Lifetime tour has been a huge success for Guns and Roses, but people are asking what comes next. And while Axel and uh, Slash have danced around the possibility of working on a new album. Uh, Guns N' Roses' newest guitarist, Richard Fortas, reveals in a new interview that is something the band is going to try. The guitarist was asked about the possibility of a new record from the band, and he responded, quote, We're going to try and do the record and get it out soon. He later offered that the possibility that there might be some new music released before the end of 2019 from Guns N' Roses. Mm. So I don't know whether he's the authority on it. You kind of need Axel and Slash to say and Duff to. Uh, That guy's a pretty awesome guitar player. Oh, he's a great guitar player, but I'm saying he's, you know, not one of the. Main guys, right. you know. Uh, He's and, the apple of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Guns N' Roses, Foo Fighters, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Van Halen might join forces for a giant show in New York City's in Yankee what? Stadium next year. Impossible. Wait, say it again. Who is it? Foo Fighters, uh-huh. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Van Halen. I say impossible. If you believe David Lee Roth. No. (laughs) In an interview with Vulture, uh, the Van Halen frontman said the band, quote, will be playing the same place that the Yankees play. When asked to confirm that Van Halen would be playing Yankee Stadium, Roth replied, yeah, but I can't. If I say something on tape here, everybody goes, oh, he leaked it. So, Mm. yeah, I don't know whether that's true or not. That'd be that'd be great. And I would definitely go to New York. Here's why I I can tell you that's not going to happen. Is because how much would you pay to go to that show? Yeah, you're gonna have to pay a lot. It'd to take six hundred dollars to yeah. sit in the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that's happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. That's just David Lee Roth being crazy, and he's probably gonna get kicked <laughs> out of the band again for saying stupid stuff. Uh, speaking of bands and music and stuff, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, the Freddie Mercury Queen biopic, yeah, uh, is the highest grossing music biopic 
of all time. That's pretty good. Yeah, Deadline reports that the movie has uh, brought in over $600 million at the global box office, taking the uh, place of the previous highest-grossing music biopic, which was what? The Doors. No. Across? No, that wasn't a biopic. No. Ray. No. No. Ooh, good guess. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'll it tell you, is. it was recent. It was? Yeah. It was fairly recent. Oh. Is it a modern artist or? Yeah. It was. Man or woman? Group. Oh. oh. The uh, Jersey Boys? Oh, that was also a good guess. <laughs> they came out of a particular area. Liverpool? No, there was no Beatles movie. They came out of. Compton. Yeah. Wow. Straight out of Compton, which brought in over $200 million worldwide. So uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, already over $600 yeah, million. That's wow. pretty good. That is unbelievable. So that is the best mm-hmm. in the world. It's a great movie, if you haven't seen it, by the way. Uh, the Miss Universe pageant was last night. Carmen, how did you do? I didn't go. Oh, <laughs> why not? Purple She's got a boyfriend now. Purple hair. Purple hair. Uh, so the uh, Miss Universe was last night. Here's Steve Harvey. Yeah, he's still the host with the announcement of who won. Check it out. We have it up on Bone TV. Here we go. The new Miss Universe is... Pause for effect. Philippines! Centipedes? Philippines. He's a Philippines centipede. You don't look like a Philip to me. This Philippines is the winner of doesn't look too Philippine this to me. universe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can you play that again? Because I'm pretty sure he says centipede. <laughs> Let's see. Philippines. Centipede. 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 Why would there an S be an S in Philippines? That's if Michael Strahan was saying Philippines. Yeah. That, that, she's from the centipedes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of? So that was uh, that was Miss Philippines that won Miss Universe. What do you think of this one? Show this. Show the other picture. Uh, Miss Spain. Check out Miss Spain here, Joey. I sent you that picture as well. Miss Spain is pretty hot, right? Uh, uh, can we flash it or we'll just leave it up there? Oh, no. wow. Uh, That's ball. Miss Spain. Uh, she, yeah. looks like, she looks like a uh, no. She looks like a what? gungan. What is that thing called? Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a gungan. Yeah, you're right. Gungan, yeah. But what is Gunger it? Binks? Binks. I disagree. I think she looks fantastic. I mean, she's attractive, but she looks like a Jar Jar Binks. What weird, what weird thing are you going to say <laughs> yeah. about her? Miss Spain, Angela Ponce, who currently holds the title of Miss Spain, is the first transgender oh. woman oh, to Check compete me. in the Miss Universe pageant. Oh, makes sense. After a uh, policy stating participants had to be uh, naturally born women was reversed <sighs> in 2012. So well, good for so her. So she don't have a penis, right? I would imagine that she does not. I don't know firsthand. You don't know firsthand? I Are you don't. sure? You've never made Sweet Love to Miss no. Spain? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd take a look. I would. See what's going on. Now, w- in Spanish. Yeah. That is an attractive human. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so if you, if you knew right. that she did have uh, lady surgery and she was all lady now, would you make Sweet Love to her? No. Nah. If I knew, no. But, like, if I woke up the next day and she was, like, surprise... 
this is a picture of me when I was playing football in high well, school. My name was Phil. I'd be like, oh, damn. Mm. Please don't tell you any of my friends. You yeah. got me. Please don't tell anybody. Yeah. My name was Phil, and I used to be from the centipede. Yeah, but also I love you. What if you woke up the next morning, and she's beautiful laying next to you and stuff, and then she gets up and stands and goes, Psst. Oh, I'd be like, what? To to the bathroom. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it would have been uncomfortable the night before, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so. But yeah, no, I just wouldn't want to know before. I don't like any trickery like that. That's what I'm saying. Don't trick me. Be honest you know? with me. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. I love it. Right. Please don't tell Please anybody. Don't say anything <laughs> to anyone. I mean, Phil. Uh, finally in news, the time between meeting someone and having that person decide whether they like you or not is very short. Oh, mine's immediate. Oh, immediately, <laughs> yeah. According to a new survey, you only have 27 seconds to make a good first impression. And that's not 20 se- 27 seconds from when you first start talking. It's from as soon as they see you. As soon oh, as really? somebody sees you, yeah. Like, uh, and have you been wrong? I've only been wrong once. Uh, it's funny. I told JP, JP, Roger and JP were in town, whatever. I told JP, I said, I didn't think I was going to like him because he's got the very New York accent, you know, that's that. But, exactly. I like you. <laughs> yeah. Like but you. he's nice. And I like JP a lot. He's a very nice guy. But I told him, I go, just on paper, <laughs> I shouldn't like you. Right. You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of anybody that I was uh, really wrong. I'm sure I have been, but I've been more right than anything. And I'm pretty good at it, like, really fast, too. I'm yeah. like, yep, no, no. <laughs> I am no terrible right there. <laughs> terrible person. Uh, so to make sure that you make a good impression, here is some of the stuff that you can do, the top ten things. Lick your hand before you shake. Them. Yes, lick your hand before you shake. <laughs> uh, make sure you fiddle with their fingers when you shake Exaggerate when you sneeze. <laughs> Give them a funny nickname. Yeah. Like if you said, hi, my name's Anthony, I'd be like, hey, Ant-Man. Oh. You know? Constantly <laughs> make office references. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, smiling, being polite, being well-spoken, making eye contact. Don't do that. Right? I expect Look, Mike, you want, it's nice to no, meet you. You want to be my friend, you're new, like in this building, don't make eye contact. Look Hello, no. This is how I meet people. Yeah. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I am very well-spoken and I'm making eye contact with you. Oh, man. Well, okay. Uh, Listening well. Oh, I'm not a good listener at all. (laughs) Smelling nice. I do smell nice. Uh, Holding the uh, conversation well. Yeah, that's good. So whenever you say something, people are like, yep. So anyways. uh, This is is usually the conversation with me. You know what I'm saying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would you do? Oh, totally. (laughs) Whatever you did. Uh, The red one or the blue one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, good body language. Oh. A lot of times I'll do this when I'm talking That's to people. Rub your, rub your yeah, yeah. yeah, I would like to rub that. People love that. A uh, good tone of voice. Hello. Nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> mm. How are you? I always treat him like Mr. Rourke. I go, welcome to my friend. <laughs> yeah. And dressing well, which are, oh, of course, totally. shorts yeah. is always a good luck. Uh, worst things you can do, smelling bad. Yes. Oh. If you smell bad, I'm done. I, bad breath. Oh, I will push your face away. If you're the kid who looks like Tuttle that works in the Express at an international mall and you smell like paprika and B.O., Uh, that's bad. That was a bad combination. Did I tell you I almost quit a job because the kid smelled so bad? (laughs) I had to go to the manager. I go, listen, I don't know. I worked in a seafood restaurant. And I told you, I'll talk to him. Don't quit. (laughs) I I worked in a seafood restaurant. And, uh, you know, so obviously you're dealing with a lot of fish and shrimp and all that kind of stuff. And I tell her, I go, I don't think he's washing his uniform. I think he's wearing it, sweating in it, and rubbing fish stuff, and then would just come back with it on, and it smelled so bad. I go, I can't be next to him. He goes, 
all right, I'll talk to him. I go, it, it's weird, but man, it's something else. Take care of it, yeah, yeah please. So they did. They made him make sure. Yeah. And like at night, they would be like, Gary, are you washing your uniform? <laughs> <laughs> My uh, son's super clean kid, but yeah. his feet stink. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, kind of, that's yeah. kind of a teen thing, though. He gets that in the happens. car, and I'm like, come on, stinky feet. Yeah. Oh. Is he wearing his shoes without socks? No, he wears socks. Like, he, I bought him, he's, he, oh, he sprays his shoes, and he keeps them outside. Like, he's trying to do everything. He's just got stinky feet. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Uh, another thing that you can do that is bad is being arrogant. Oh, man. Don't be that, arrogant. That works sometimes. Yeah. And dressing poorly. Don't oh, dress poorly. Right. No. If you're arrogant, you, know? you dress whichever way like you want. Like, if you're going to uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you want to wear a shirt like Gio <laughs> did. Shirt? Yeah. Just a shirt. I had my James Winston jersey on because it was Sunday. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> did you wear something that was inappropriate? Because Galvin, Galvin keeps asking. No, I Spanish asked, yeah. asked oh. what did you wear, right. and he said a shirt. Because <laughs> the first time I did it, you were very stern with what I had to wear when I went up there, so I just didn't know if, What did know. I say? Oh, you said I had to wear a suit. Absolutely, with a tie. That didn't happen for me. I didn't think it would. That's why I asked. Because I like him better. Well, Absolutely, yeah. I can't wear a suit. Is that why you don't think that could happen? I don't think you own a suit, personally. All right. <laughs> why? Did you wear one to the Christmas party? By the way, did you see Andrew Alderman's uh, thing <laughs> on the picture that you posted of all of us? No. Uh, Gio is wearing like a. Uh, uh, were you wearing a burgundy jacket? No, it's, stu- it's gray. Or was your shirt kind of burgundy? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Burgundy, yeah, like and, red. Then, and then he had tan pants on, and Andrew Alderman was like, we get it, you like FSU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get that at first. I, I saw that. I'm like, what? he's like, we get it. I'm like, for first, who's we? Like, what are we getting? Like, it makes no sense. Humans. But somebody else says to me at the party, too, Danny from Hot 1015. Yeah, that's total FSU. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. As you were could- homecoming. <laughs> All right. I put new th- no thought into that. Mm-hmm. Man, Joey was getting killed on there. Oh, my God. Everyone was like, who is that old lesbian? <laughs> uh, we found out on uh, Saturday that Instagram has some type of way of making people's hands look huge. I know. Because my hand, in the other picture, I am holding a can of beer, and my hand is like colossal with the can of beer. Yeah, and he's got one, too. <laughs> There's a picture of me from the golf tournament, and I'm holding a can of Bud Light, and everybody's like, Bud Light making mini cans now? And it looks like it's a, it's a Christmas ornament. Your hands right there look huge. Right? It's ridiculous. I got uh, little, little tiny paws. that's not true because whenever I took the picture you put up with me and Brian Nobbs, my sleeve is like this and I'm pointing <laughs> and it looks like I have a, like a baby doll hand sticking out. <laughs> like beep. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so that is it for news. All right. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Uh, something happened at our Christmas party. We had some in-house entertainment. Members of the... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.